What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. The law passes just have a little more to it because they're having fun out there and they're also winning. Winning is is great, too. Yeah, I would say it's a pretty good time. Um, <laughs> looking forward to it <laughs> one day. <laughs> you are winning, oh, Haley. You so are fun. winning at life. <laughs> Welcome to Spinsters, a basketball podcast where we talk about things that make us happy, like Terry Rozier's success. I'm Haley O'Shaughnessy. I'm a recovering basketball writer. I'm Jordan Liggins. I'm an editor at Mojo. We want to tell you guys something before the show starts that some shows will have guests, some shows will do storytelling, and some will be conversations with me and Jordan just like this one. I love that. So we have this show coming out today, but we also have another show coming out on Thursday, a little two for one special for the first week. They're so lucky. Okay, so we did our first intro ever. Woo. Check. Should Amazing. we should we talk about us for a second? Because that's my favorite thing to do. See, we have so much in common because that's also my favorite thing to do. Talk about me and talk about you. Okay, this is how we met. I met Jordan when we were at The Ringer as a staff writer. She came in as a fact checker in 2018. But very quickly, she started writing these WNBA pieces. And it's sometimes it's very obvious when somebody has automatic skill with something, not even potential, I don't want to say. And I remember the feature she did on Nafisa Collier really standing out to me especially you're also so <laughs> naturally talented off the bat with Aww. video and podcasts and it's amazing because I'm still saying and stuff at the end of every <laughs> sentence and also so many likes and actually probably my favorite memory about Jordan was when you messaged in our slack our women allowed to play on the ringer basketball team and everyone was like <laughs> i wish because you played in college basketball i want i want everyone to hear about that oh yeah that was that was so fun and i ended up playing uh open gym with everyone at the ringer which was really fun but yeah i played college basketball many many moons ago it feels like ages ago <laughs> but i can i could still do a little something something my favorite or my first memory of meeting you, Haley, was it was like my third day that I was in the Ringer offices and I saw that you had a Doris Burke pin on your backpack. <laughs> and I was like, what the hell? How do I get that? Who is this woman? She's so cool. And I did that, you know, that uh, Mean Girls thing where she was like, Katie Heron was wearing army pants and flip-flops. <laughs> so I bought army pants and flip-flops because I literally went home and Googled Doris Burke pin <laughs> so that I can get one That too. thing is broke. That thing's broken <laughs> so many times that it's on now with tape in the back. I might just super glue it to my backpack. When the backpack is done, I'll you know, pry it off. But I, thank you. It was a classic. And so... Over the time, I started getting assigned your stories a lot more from fact-checking 
And, you know, if there was any errors that you found, it wasn't me. It was someone else. <laughs> but um, no. And I just loved your your voice and your tone. And I was like, what the hell? She is an amazing writer. And it was really relatable just as a basketball fan, but also as a woman. I really felt, you know, seen. And the story you did comparing NBA teams to rom-coms still lives in my mind and will live in my mind eternally because it was the perfect crossover content for me. <laughs> I I forget what I compared the Lakers to, but I hope it was optimistic. It, I would have told you. Okay, you're a Lakers fan. Nobody knows this. We should do some speed dating so people can Ooh. get to know us real quick. Give me your sign, your favorite basketball moment, your most irrational basketball opinion, a mm. player you are wrong on, and yeah, let's get it out of the way. Your team. Okay. Well, I'm an Aquarius. Woohoo. Yes. My favorite basketball moment is, you know, as a Lakers fan, just any Kobe game winner. I just put the compilation on a loop if I'm just feeling down. It really lifts up my spirits. Um, what was it next one? My irrational basketball opinion. <sighs> Danny Green is horrible and he oh, shouldn't even be on a G League team. That is that's my opinion. A player I was wrong on would be Trey Young. I did not think he was gonna make a smooth transition to the NBA from college. Uh okay, you. Same questions. Go. And he you know, he kind of didn't, but then in time it kind of flipped. So yeah. That's fair. That's fair enough. Okay. Scorpio. My favorite moment ever is LeBron's chase down block in game seven of the 2016 finals. What else? Mm -hmm. I honestly, I can't even remember what it must have been before that. I've like blocked out all memory. <laughs> uh, I have no team, just LeBron. I was, I'm definitely one of those millennials who loves players, not teams. So mm. I know that's very annoying to people. <laughs> you know, 40 and up, I apologize. I was wrong about, or it's probably more accurate to say too dismissive of Kyle Lowry. Mm. And I had to formally atone to Raptors Twitter in the middle of the 2019 finals. My irrational basketball opinion is that Aaron Gordon will never be more than he is now. To be Ooh. clear, Aaron Gordon, you are enough. <laughs> Just not for a basketball player. Okay, that's out of the way. Jordan, let's talk about spinsters. And by the way, shout out to Sirit Sohi for the name. Our yes. backup was all baskets, no balls. So thank God for her. <laughs> thank God we did not have to go with that one. Even though it's true, we do have the baskets, not The marketing the balls. would have been a little bit weird. Yeah, I'm happy we didn't have to go down that road. We could but... have made it work, but it would have been weird. <laughs> it would have. Well, for spinsters... I think my favorite thing is how we are old at heart and we had this vision of us being old gray hair sitting on rocking chairs on our porch drinking wine like that sounds like the dream to both of us so we thought okay let's let's do it now let's do that in a in a basketball podcast form why why not we're embracing these qualities about us and that you know technology is hard my body is old i've been playing basketball for 22 years my knees hurt my back so it's okay we're, we're embracing that and we're leaning into it so i love it the other thing about spencers is although i love nba twitter dearly mm -hmm. usually there's a clear divide and it's one or the other 
or it's a clear consensus. And so I, I w- sometimes I really want to take it offline. But then again, you know, this podcast, you have to then get online to subscribe. Please subscribe or stay subscribed. <laughs> so offline, then online again. And that's also something I want to get into with this podcast. Yeah. And also, you know, Haley and I were talking and I read your guys' comments. I heard, you know, I got your DMs about crossing over to the NBA side completely. But we will still talk about the WNBA because we love it and we love basketball at the heart of it. So and it's not going to be, you know, WNBA corner once every three weeks. We're really going to dive into it because if you're a basketball fan, you will love basketball. And I think that's really what we're going to talk about on this podcast. And for example, the joy that it brings us. Yes, absolutely. And that's actually what we decided to talk about with this first podcast were the things that have brought us joy this season. I was talking to this high school basketball player the other day, shout out Catherine and Mr. Fuller's class. And she just asked me a very simple question that actually carried so much weight, which was why basketball? Why mm. cover basketball? And it certainly isn't the same story for me as it was Jordan. I I didn't exactly get cut in sixth grade, but there was definitely this thing bef- between sixth and seventh where, you know, the coach was like, you didn't play <laughs> almost at all in sixth grade. And it's probably going to carry over to seventh. So I was like, okay, you cut me. Um, I didn't even <laughs> like apply the Michael Jordan thing where, oh, he got cut in high school. I was like, this, this is not going to turn out for me. First of all, I don't have the motivation for basketball. Why not just sit on the couch and watch it? So that's exactly <laughs> what I started doing. But to elaborate on Catherine's question, we are going to talk about the joy that basketball brings us today. And I do have a disclaimer that I have found it more difficult than in my entire life to watch basketball during the pandemic. Other things have felt more important to me at Mm -hmm. various times. I'm not a fan of how the NBA has handled their seasons post bubble. So that is my disclaimer. But now I think we should get into the things that bring us joy. And I would love to go first. Go for it. Especially after Sunday's game. Charlotte's backcourt. First of all, love it. All NBA best smiles. Yes, we stand a team that takes dental hygiene seriously. I love it. I also Terry is a Louisville legend. Oh, I went to Louisville. My family is from Kentucky. Let's also just get that out of the way now because it will <laughs> be brought up many multiple times. times despite, yes, despite the fact that Louisville doesn't have an NBA team, they might. They might soon. I'm not giving up on that. I also, regardless of the fact that Terry is doing well and went to Louisville and I want him to do well, kind of because I've been following him years before he Mm -hmm. went to the NBA. I also love when guys prove that their contract, that they are worth their contract. I even think the language of like, are you worth a contract is kind of weird because like many of GMs and team presidents have said before, this is your value at the time. Mm -hmm. And so that's what we were betting on or at least what they saw your value was at the time and that's fair enough also the complaints usually come from fans and I feel like it would be really hard for on them if the tables were turned like oh okay Mm. Rob at underscore big guns 69 (laughs) what if I came to your office and was like hey can you guys believe that Rob from finance is making 85k with that knee he's a couple years older 
Jumper's not great. So I love when guys do that because I wish that we were all a little bit easier on players. Mm -hmm. Having said that, I've written many articles where I was like, Chris Paul, that much? Blake Griffin. So, you know, contradictions. <laughs> I'm full of them. We love that. And also, also LaMelo. Yes, that's what I was just going to say. You have LaMelo and he's having the year that us Laker fans wish Lonzo had his rookie year. So I'm, I'm kind of jealous there. One of my biggest indicators for a rookie who can transcend rookiedom and be seen as something more, and this I think applied to Luca, and this is something that everyone agreed applied to Luca, his rookie season is that you are immediately a playmaking force. And that is LaMelo. And that's been great. Devontae Graham has been out for three weeks at this point. Charlotte has still kept up without him. Also, it's a sign of how much potential Charlotte has that I just mentioned Devontae Graham as an afterthought. That should <laughs> never happen. So yes, I, I, I love them. They are constantly passing. They're constantly moving. They're great in clutch situations, which is essentially, which NBA stats has determined is within five points, within five minutes left in the game. This team reminds me a lot Ooh, of Miami yeah. last year. And I love when a team is at its best when things matter the most. And advanced stat people will measure this with the clutch stats. And I checked and they do have the best net rating in those moments. Thank you, Dan Devine, for writing an excellent piece about them. Everyone should go read that at The Ringer. But I also love these kinds of teams because that, it gave me the same feeling as Miami last year because they kind of feel like a heist movie. Ooh. And like last year, again, this was Miami for me. One last job, you're going to call Bam. You're going to call Jimmy. And this year I'm calling Malik Monk. And the mission is distract the security guards by making 44% of your threes. <laughs> it's one of my favorite things. Heist movies I love. And they definitely transfer over to the Charlotte Hornets. I would trust them to rob a bank for me. Okay, give me, give me your first joy. Yes, my first joy is the Knicks surprisingly they are so fun to watch this season and Kenny Smith said the other night which I really uh connected with he said when the Knicks are fun the NBA is fun and Aww. I think that is so true because even though it's easy you know to poke fun at Knicks sadness and all of their very troubling seasons that have been in the past this year they're having the best start since mellow and J.R. Smith's 2012-2013 team. And they're kind of like these underdogs. No one expected anything from them this year. They had the lowest bar set per usual. And they're overcoming that. And it's so fun to watch Emmanuel Quickly, who is playing amazing. And Julius Randle, again, bringing up my Lakers fandom. We drafted him in 2014 thinking that he was going to be this savior this you know rising star and we were going to be able to groom him to be that but then horrific injury happens and he goes to a couple teams seven years later he's an all-star then he's a face of the franchise for the knicks and i i just feel like they are a group of guys that have really bought in to the system and thibodeau's system at that <laughs> they're like okay yeah you're gonna run us to the ground and that's okay because we're young and we're having fun so it's fine and i, I think that it's beautiful to watch it's a reminder of going back to the joy 
when you look at them play together, it's like, you know, we're playing basketball, a sport that we love, and we're getting paid for it. This episode of Spencers is brought to you by Sonos. The Sonos Move is their premium portable smart speaker for listening all around your home and outdoors. I just got a Sonos Move. I love it so much. I don't know how I lived without it. Neither does my roommate. We take it all the time from my room up to the roof when we want to relax. We take it outside when we're doing gardening. You can take it all around the house. The battery life is wonderful and the sound is super clear. I also don't love clunky technology, but this looks great. I put it right next to my candles and plants and it looks sleek and wonderful. Discover speakers for all around your home and beyond at Sonos.com, including Move and the all-new Roam. This latest portable addition to the Sonos system is smart, lightweight, waterproof, and ready for any adventure. So start yours now at Sonos.com. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can start communicating in under 48 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is professional counseling done securely online. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. Visit BetterHelp.com spin, that's better H-E-L-P, and join over the million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash spin. I, I read the story that was talking about Knicks fans and how excited they are that their team is over 500. They are paying $250 for last minute COVID tests so that they can try <laughs> to be in Madison Square Garden before tip off. The, the so fandom... The fandom is crazy, and they're acting like they they won the East or something. I also saw that video of them celebrating in the streets. It is very tough. I understand when something extraordinary happens to you and you can't celebrate Celebrate. Yeah, I feel that. However, (laughs) tests are A, we found out that a number of them are not accurate. We just saw this in LA with Dodger Stadium. They're testing. Mm-hmm. And also, there's no telling. You could have contracted it 48 hours before, 72 hours before, and it wouldn't show up on a test. I am so happy for you guys. But if for, but if for some miraculous reason, things have cleared up enough by the playoffs that we can attend in person and you are sick, Who's to blame? <laughs> oh, no. But they would be so happy that they made it to the playoffs. Even the play-in game. I want that for them because, like I said, they're bringing me joy. But that I want the playoff game joy. for me because they are fun to watch. Yeah. Absolutely want the playoff game for me. I also, I mean, this is kind of going to be a bad memory for you, but I feel like the <laughs> Lakers gave up on Julius Randle and... I'm glad that he got this second and third chance. Also, yeah, you're right with the Thibodeau thing. I actually think it's really fun when he is a successful story for all of the things yeah. I've written about him that are that were critical of him. It's really fun when he is, like Kenny said about the Knicks, good or producing a team that is good. Mm-hmm. He's such an interesting figure, and also his quotes are hilarious. I'll never forget this is like years ago when he said 
I can't be in a serious relationship because I'm married to basketball. And I, some people say things like that, but he genuinely means it. Another quote from Sunday, which is after the Knicks beat the Pistons, mm -hmm. and then they became a game over 500 with that, which Knicks fans are like ecstatic about. After that game, a reporter asked Thibodeau how happy he was to be above 500. And Thibodeau said, one, I'm never happy. And two, I always think we can get better. And I read that quote and I was like, wait, is Tom Thibodeau my inner anxiety? <laughs> I was going to say, I kind of can person? relate. <laughs> I can kind of relate to, to Thibodeau there. <laughs> yeah, so he's very fun when he's not destroying people's bodies. And I hope that that never happens for the Knicks, especially Julius Randle and RJ Barrett are both lefties. I'm a lefty. I feel like I always have to bring that up <laughs> and support other lefties. You know what this Tom Thibodeau thing kind of reminds me of? Mm, what? So I had these two friends in college and they were both pretty wild and definitely not the type to settle down. And I would have never thought that they would go together or that they would commit to anyone or be really good for each other. And then they ended up together and everyone was shocked and thought it would end instantly. And it didn't. And now they're married. So oh. this just goes to show that the most unlikely duos can actually work out really wonderfully. And yes, I am comparing a couple that I know from college to Tom Thibodeau and the Knicks, which is kind of, again, antithetical to Tom Thibodeau, who gave up love for basketball. <laughs> okay, this next one is one that we agreed on. The Jazz, the Utah Jazz. This is also a hilarious episode because we've said all these small market teams, except for the Knicks, and like the Knicks never really do well on stories. It's like you're supposed to talk about the Lakers and very flashy teams when you want people to listen to a podcast. Again, <laughs> first podcast, I think we're doing great. Our decision-making is clearly wonderful. <laughs> the Jazz are 27 and seven. Mm -hmm. They're on top of the Western Conference. And I truly believe they have something for everyone. They have the perfect blend of old school with Gobert and new school with their three-point shooting. They take the most and they make the most threes in the league. And they also pass the eye test and they pass the analytics test, but I just the numbers are good. I'm not sure how to phrase that exactly. Wait, <laughs> that's, is, true. Oh, that's another divide in NBA Twitter. And I'm like, there you go. They have something for everyone. And actually, I want to read this quote by Yasmin Duale, who is on Dishes and Dimes, a wonderful podcast I enjoy so much. She wrote this for Basketball News. It says, Utah's dominance this season is supported by both the eye test and the subsequent stats one looks up to determine whether they're seeing things, which is the nicest love. description of advanced analytics ever. And I absolutely love that. And she definitely is appeasing everyone with that. So yes, it's the jazz for both of us. Yeah. And it's their chemistry too, which... It's kind of ironic because this time last year when Gobert tested positive for COVID and was making a joke out of it, then Donovan Mitchell also got COVID. Everyone was like, oh, the Jazz are over. They're imploding. They hate each other. Um, then, you know, they come back. They have an amazing bubble and they're just capitalizing on that this year, which really reminded me of 
how when guys are mad at each other and they fight and then they're over it, then they're like best friends forever. But for girls, if you did something wrong 20 years ago, they're still holding a grudge. I don't know why we're like this. But it's cool how they have that chemistry and you can see it on the court. Like the passes are just a little more crisp and the the lob passes just have a little more to it because they're having fun out there and they're also winning. Winning is is great too. Yeah, I would say it's a pretty good time. Um, looking forward to it <laughs> one day. <laughs> you are winning, oh, Haley. You so are winning at life. <laughs> I'm going to just take a note for Jamila to remove that, <laughs> that sentence. So I have a question for you regarding the Jazz. Do you think that there's any correlation to them being top of the West and their winning record with really having home court advantage this year. They were one of the only teams that allowed 25% of their fans in the stands Mm. from the jump. And I know we both hate that, and it's really annoying, but they actually had fans there cheering. Do you think that has any correlation to their winning record? God, I don't even want to think about it because it's so (laughs) irresponsible to me to let in any fans at all this season, let alone... What are they're forty five hundred mm-hmm. now? Uh, perhaps. Although Utah is not known as one of the fan bases that really dramatically affects the outcome, like they're not the Blazers who are just yeah a wildly intense atmosphere. But I mean, that's not to say that Jazz fans aren't really intense. Definitely have seen some fights on Twitter, but it's more like defensiveness. Mm. So I really hope that there's no correlation and I'm just going to pretend that there's not because I don't approve and I think they should stop. Okay, we are kind of running out of time. So let's rapid fire a couple more. I'll start Joel Embiid being happy and successful. Oh, I love that. For me, Kyle Kuzma's 100 emoji tattoo. That just brings me joy every time I see it. Cause it's Is that completely- new? It's been there, but every time I see it, it's just red and it's just really bad choice to put an emoji as a tattoo. So it just brings me so much joy every time. Okay, I will play off of that in players that we perhaps looked at as shot happy before but are making a change this season. Mm-hmm. Jordan Clarkson. I love formerly shot happy people seeing success. Like J.R. Smith, anytime that he comes back up and he's having a great time. I also have a great time. Another one for me that brings me joy is Colby White's natural hair. It's it's the curl pattern for me. It's amazing. It's goals. I love it. Okay, my third is Jamon Green being outspoken and it seems like the tides have turned and people are finally listening. He's been doing this his entire career and now people are like, wow, he has a great point. So I love that for him. Um, another one is seeing John Wall healthy. That that brings me joy. I miss watching John Wall play basketball. It's kind of it's a double edged sword because he's really fed up that they're losing so much. So I know. yeah, it I is know. a double edged sword. But yes, him being healthy ultimately is better. Another person who is now healthy again that brings me joy is Steph Curry. Yes, he reminds me of this that video that surfaces on Twitter every now and again where Britney Spears was having a concert in Hawaii and she's walking up the stairs and then she turns around and smiles and then she does baby one more time I, yes. I every time he has like wonderful game I'm like this is what he's done to people he's like oh you forgot 
I'm going to do my greatest hits again. So there you go. (laughs) And the same thing of just somebody getting recognition that deserves it is Bradley Beal making an all-star team. We love to see it. We we love it. And just along with that, you know, we're happy for his wife, Mia Adams, because she is also extremely happy about that, I'm guessing, after last year. Yes. Well, that's our show. That's our first show. We did it. We did it. I'm so excited. Uh, Also, we've loved your fan confession voicemails. Please keep them coming. Leave us one at 502-874-4453. And we'll make sure to play it on the show. Or you can leave us an email at spinsters at bluewirepods.com. Spinsters is hosted by me, Haley O'Shaughnessy, and Jordan Liggins. This episode was produced by Jordan, Jamila Zara-Williams, Isabel Jocelyn, and Alex Ford. Our production coordinator is Devin Shepard, and our executive producers are Peter Moses, John Yales, and me. Hey, this is Katie in LA, and my NBA confession is that my boyfriend said Carmelo Anthony was a top five player in the league, and I questioned his judgment so much that I broke up with him after that.